Next on BYUSN, how does one win, albeit a big win, alter your hopes for BYU men's basketball heading into the West Coast Conference Tournament? And fresh off of scoring his 1,000th Division I point, Rudy Williams joins us to discuss his incredible senior night. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, February 27th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who I've heard can consume a chocolate cougar tail in under one minute, Jerem Jordan. I've never been in the competitive eating game. In fact, in high school, <laughs> one of my friends, uh, Scott Kemp, said, hey, come down to this local restaurant. They're doing a uh, little contest who can eat the most ribs uh, the fastest or something. And I said, no, I'm good. He's like, but it's free ribs. I'm like, I don't want to be rushed. I'm a slow eater. I just want to enjoy it, you know? So, yeah, I know Dave McCann's a huge chocolate um, donut fan, so he loves the cougar tail. I am, I am a fan of both, although the chocolate is a nice uh, alternate there. I would like to see it around a lot more, kind of like uh, black jerseys, love that. Some, uh, you know, chocolate cougar tails. That would be great to have in the repertoire, not just special, have around more often. Do you like the chocolate cookie Variation. Tail? I'm all about variation. You want more flavors or we good with those? I could go for like a strawberry frosting one. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we showed that one full screen where we had like 16 different options a few months back. And I was like, <laughs> uh, too many. Too many. Yeah. 16's a bit much. Too we many. had some fun with that. Uh, but yeah. Okay. On today's show, uh, was Saturday's game the best performance of the season for BYU men's basketball? It was incredible. It's up there with some of the best uh, BYU's had all year. You can talk about Creighton, Dayton, Utah, LMU, San Francisco. There have been some good ones. Was it the best? We'll discuss. Rudy Williams is in studio. What an incredible performance he had in that game. 21 points, 7 assists. It felt like in the first 6 minutes he will join us in studio. Plus, 6 minutes with Mark Pope after the game. His conversation with Spencer Saturday. The latest in NIT bracketology against my will. And is Spencer starting a new boy band? The BYU photo you have to see. Here are today's headlines. BYU men's basketball beats San Francisco 87-61. Dominant performance on senior night. Rudy Williams leading the way with 21 points. 15 of 16 from the free throw line. BYU secures the five seed at the West Coast Conference Tournament. They'll now face the winner of Portland and San Diego on Saturday. On uh, Friday. Friday night, yeah. that's what I meant. Women's basketball lost 58-51 to number 18 Gonzaga, led by a career high from sophomore uh, Emma Calvert. Uh, the Cougars finished the regular season with a rescheduled game. It's a big one with Portland tonight, 6 Eastern, on BYU TV. Spencer, Kristen, and the gang from the Marriott Center in a rescheduled game. Kind of a weird one, but seeding matters. If BYU wins, they're the four. If they lose, they're the five. Eighth-ranked men's volleyball wins at Concordia Irvine on Friday and Saturday. The Cougars sweeping the Eagles on Friday. Hang on in five sets on Saturday, winning that fifth set 15-12. BYU now 10-4 on the season. Men and women's track and field competed in Provo and Washington over the weekend. Kaylee Faulkner broke her own school record in the pole vault by clearing 4.4 meters. Incredible stuff. Lucas Bonds finished second overall in the mile on the men's side with a 357-11. Remember when it was like impossible to break the four-minute barrier? BYU's got people doing it like Lucas Bonds. Fantastic stuff. BYU softball competed at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Cathedral City, California over the weekend. They lost 4-1 to San Diego State on Friday. Bounced back with the win against Long Beach State 6-5 on Saturday. Baseball, unfortunately, lost two games by one run. 2-1, 11-10 against Louisiana in games three and four of that series. Cougars started 2-0. They've lost six straight. Cougars do play at UVU tomorrow. Uh, there's snow in the forecast. I'm very interested to see how that uh, turns out. <laughs> 
Did you say reschedule the game? Gymnastics defeats Utah State on their senior night in front of a nice Friday night crowd at the Smithfield House. Final gymnastics meet in the Smithfield House ever. Everything will be in the Marriott Center moving forward as they move into the Big 12. I did not know that. Yeah. Did they require more space or something? I just think they want a bigger venue. They want a bigger venue. To welcome in the Big 12 opponents. Wow, okay. End of an era in Smithfield House there. It was nostalgic for sure. Okay. BYU scores a 196.450. Mina Margraf finished with a 9-9 on the beam. Only Cougar to hit a 9-9 mark on the night. Heidi Schooley posted a career high 9.875 on the floor. Fun picture from that meet uh, that we will show you later. Women's golf tees off in the Gunrock Invitational this morning in Sacramento at the Del Paso Country Club. Del Paso! The tournament runs today and tomorrow. As for women's soccer, they open their spring season on Saturday, defeating Utah Valley 4-2 and Weber State 2-0. Are we surprised by any of this? Um, since the UVU loss, uh, BYU's defeated UVU in the NCAA tournament and now in the spring game. <laughs> It's just, they're not going to lose to UVU ever again. Paul Asike and the Utah Warriors defeated the Dallas Jackals 33-25 in Major League Rugby. Home opener for the local Utah Warriors. Lasike was fantastic. Had a try, try assist, 10 carries for 105 meters. Well done, Paul. Tomasi Laulile and the Arlington Renegades lose to the Houston Roughnecks in XFL play 23-14 on Sunday night. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. The Cougars say so long to the West Coast Conference here at the Marriott Center. He'll hammer it home with two hands. And BYU continues to dominate the Dons. The end of an era. BYU plays their final West Coast Conference game at the Marriott Center. Is the Big 12 logo in the paint yet? Is you asked me that on Saturday night. I checked. <laughs> I still saw the WCC Can you imagine there. we wander over there? It's there. We're like, yeah! We need everybody off the court. we got to make some changes. That'd be offensive to the league. I get it. <laughs> but uh, in a couple of weeks, you could certainly do it if you want. BYU now headed to Las Vegas. Friday night game as the number five seed. And coming off a performance that just might have been tops this season. An incredible, what? complete performance in a game that BYU had to have. So let's ask the question, Jerem. Ask it. Was that indeed BYU's best performance of the season? It was pretty good. So it's going to be an argument between how BYU played in that situation, needing a win at home to get to the five seed, versus what I think, which is, no, it's not the best performance. The best performance was beating Creighton. Creighton's 16 in net right now. Mm. That's BYU's one quad one win. I know that uh, Creighton was down its top player, but BYU, uh, that's not BYU's problem. Uh, BYU went in and won that game and uh, kind of held on at the end. To have a quad one win like that is awesome. It shows you the ceiling. Now, BYU and uh, St. Mary's Gonzaga, had BYU defeated either of those teams, Easily that would have been the best performance. Yes. And uh, when you lose, you don't want to say it's a great performance, but those were good performances by BYU. But you can't have a loss be the top one. So, yeah, I say Creighton. Don't forget about the 23-point comeback against Dayton on a neutral court. That's a quad two win. Smashing Utah, always a good thing. Not the best win of the year, but uh, Utah 69 in net, so it's a quad two game there. Those are the three quad one wins for BYU, or quad one and two wins for BYU. It was a great performance, though. Uh, winning that game in the way that BYU did was the perfect way to go out of the regular season and at home. And Rudy Williams getting the start. I thought Dallin would still start. Nope. Rudy got the start, not because he's a senior. I think because they were looking for a new look. You're in a four-game losing streak. They switched it up. That was a good move. 
one that you called earlier in the week when we were talking. And I was like, wait, what? It was a good move. And Rudy was spectacular. 21 points, 7 assists, Foo 17 and 14, Gideon George 12, Jackson Robinson 12. Fury played tremendous defense on Tyrell Roberts and everybody else. Shabazz had to volume shoot his way to 21 points. BYU destroyed San Francisco. It was awesome, dude. He finally struggled against BYU. He finally did. He didn't score 30. Uh, someone <laughs> didn't score 30 in this game. Uh, it feels like someone always does. I could see the argument for why it's the best, given the situation. Four-game losing streak, need to win, five-seed senior night. But I still think the Creighton win is the best performance of the season because it was in Vegas. Because guess what? BYU needs to go in Vegas and summon that same energy to win a couple of games and get to Monday. I love that you brought up Rudy Williams' stat line. Seven assists. He had all seven of those assists in the first half. And it was like the first half of the first half. Like, it, it felt so fast. It was unbelievable. Yeah. BYU made shots to help in that regard, but Rudy Williams was solid in his senior night performance. Was the team better in this performance than any other game this year? The only thing that gives me hesitation on the Creighton scenario is that BYU led by 12 points with, like, a minute and a half to go and then needed a Dallin Hall comeback bucket to win that game, and Creighton was down their best player and had their second best player foul out with about eight minutes to that's, go. That's his fault. So it just it didn't feel like the overall best performance, per se. Best win, Which no doubt. Which is the question. Best win, yeah. no doubt. I just like quad one wins a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, just really do. And I love the Utah win as well, and I thought yeah. that overall was a pretty good performance, specifically Rudy Williams that day. At the time, Utah was top 30. Yes. Yeah, that was quad one of the so, if it's not Saturday, for me, it's probably the Utah game at home. I, I felt like that was truly a complete game. And we all kind of thought back in December, this is what this team is capable of. Rudy Williams is capable of doing this. And that's why it was frustrating because we saw these moments. BYU beats Creighton. BYU beats Utah at home. And that was kind of the high. And You're then take St. Mary's and Gonzaga to the brink. One point. You've seen what the yeah. team is capable of. Yep. And then just some frustrating, head-scratching losses to the likes of South Dakota and Pepperdine and getting blown out twice by Santa Clara, albeit Santa Clara is a good team. Santa Clara is good. You just want to see BYU compete better. Yeah. But it's about yeah, matchups. Yeah, like you didn't play Santa Clara as tough as you played St. Mary's no, and Gonzaga. No, why? And why? In both places. Right? What? Such a fickle yeah. sport. Bad matchup. I love that BYU out-rebounded San Francisco by 20. That's an incredible number. And they went plus 13 in assists. 22-9 to nine in that regard. And they only turn the ball over 10 times. You win by 26. You beat a team that has been, for the past few years, just a tough matchup for you, especially on the guard line. You mentioned BYU's defense against Tyrell Roberts and Shabazz. Yeah, Tyrell Roberts had a tough night because BYU played great defense. I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, and maybe there's some recency bias here, but I'm just looking at statistically speaking, yeah. I don't know what's a better performance by this BYU team all year. And let's be honest, you want it late. You want it now. You don't want your best performance to have been uh, in December against Creighton in Vegas. They needed it Utah. now. They needed it in the worst They needed way. it now. And we would have taken a one-point win. But, um, yeah, BYU did some great stuff, which brings us to topic two. After Saturday's win, Rudy Williams discussed what the win means for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how much did Saturday's performance increase your optimism for the West Coast Conference Tournament? It helps. It helps because it locked in what we have been discussing for what feels like three weeks. Just get to the four or five seed and have the opportunity to play LMU on Saturday. 
take care of San Diego or Portland. I mapped it out a while ago, and I was just like, oh, this needs boom, to happen. Boom, boom, boom. It all happened. This needs to happen. It all happened. This is what we wanted. <laughs> this. Yes. Exactly this. Yes. This is what BYU's path needed to be to have any shot at making a run in Las Vegas, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And You're the only one. Yeah, no, we all agree. I like that BYU had success against Portland and San Diego. They should. They're the A-9s. They're good <laughs> matchups for BYU personnel-wise. LMU's a good matchup for BYU. Yeah, the Cougars beat the Lions by 28 in Provo. In the last game they played. And competed hard on the road. Lose, lose yeah. by five in, in L.A. But That was in January, and this BYU team's, um, you know, went on a four-game losing streak. But, yes, that, the other USF performance was LMU. Yes. Blew them out yeah. at home. I'm telling you, this, this is the path for BYU to get to Monday. This and, is the way. And I Spencer. like St. Mary's, I know, it's Mandalorian. upcoming. It's, it's the it's week upcoming. it comes out. I like the St. Mary's is on the one line. I, I still, like, if BYU gets an Let's opportunity go, to play in the semifinals on Monday, I like a matchup with St. Mary's better than I do Gonzaga. I just feel like BYU matches up personnel-wise a little bit better with the Gales than they do with the Bulldogs, although they're both super good teams. The matchup has always been better with Gonzaga in my mind from a we-run-similar stuff um, but St. Mary's um, is not as deep and not as overall talented. Gonzaga's always more talented than St. Mary's, but St. Mary's executes better. And this year, St. Mary's has better guards than Gonzaga. Typically, we're like, no, Gonzaga has an NBA guard sitting there. Isn't they, that interesting? They do not. They do not. And I don't count Strother as a guard. Strother is a wing. Yeah. He's more of a forward that yeah. is just but listen, he's an NBA player. When Malachi Smith comes off the bench and has like 20 like he did, Saturday or whatever, they're tough to beat. Malachi Smith didn't do hardly anything in Pro Bowl. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun tourney. And I, like you, am feeling some real optimism. <laughs> and, and someone tweeted the, uh, you know, the, the Hawkeye gif from uh, Endgame that's like, don't give me hope. No, <laughs> when I said that BYU team Saturday could go to the semifinals easily. Now, will that team show up on Friday and Saturday? Probably not because that's the best version of BYU potentially. Um, that we saw. But can they show up uh, in a way there? You can beat San Diego and Portland. You played them once. You won in the Slim Gym. You beat Portland at home. Granted, they didn't have Tyler Robertson, their best player that night. Still crushed them. Again, not BYU's fault he didn't play, but just a note. Then, uh, then you play LMU. We like that matchup, given what we said. And then you get to Monday. If BYU gets to Monday, and this would be my answer to a question that I've been saying we're going to discuss in Vegas and later this week, is if BYU gets to Monday, check, you did it, fantastic, good job. We don't like that BYU is playing on Friday, per se. I'd love to be a top-four seed and enter on Saturday. But it is what it is. BYU captured something on Saturday, ended the four-game losing streak, avoided a five-game losing streak for the first time since 0405. by the way. Good thing BYU avoided oh that because that stinks. And now, if you get to Monday, I, if I'm St. Mary's, I'm like, you know what I don't want? BYU barreling in here with two wins on this court when we haven't played. Sure. A day of rest which we take very seriously on the Sabbath. <laughs> Literally. We don't practice. You can do a walkthrough, but you can't do a practice. In the hotel. In the hotel is fine, but not in the gym. Um, unless you're women's volleyball in Colorado Springs, and you probably played yesterday. But anyway, then St. Mary's is sitting there on Monday, mm. and they're going, oh, boy. They played us so tough. We have got to bring it to Momentum. Next. And then what if BYU does something there? If BYU can get to Monday, they got a shot at the NIT. If they win Monday, they're going to the NIT. 19 wins. Yeah. See, I, I feel like beating San Diego or Portland and then beating LMU, I feel like LMU, BYU, 
is like a play-in game for the NIT. It might be, and, and that might sort of save how we feel about this season. Because if you don't make the NIT, for BYU standard, you stink. But if you get to the NIT, hey, at least that, yeah, it's not what we wanted. We wanted, like the, like the five quad four and quad five, uh, quad five, quad three and four losses, the five of those, if you just lose one and you add four more wins to this resume, you are clearly in the NIT. We're not feeling as frustrated about everything. Those four losses hurt. Now, if you had added, you know, one St. Mary's or Gonzaga win in there somewhere, we probably feel a little differently too. But you're just not far as, as frustrating and as weird as this season has been, there's not as far as we think from being at least kind of automatic NIT team that didn't sniff the tourney that at least would be something closer to what we were hoping for. Like UVU and South Dakota are a long time ago. If you can get to Monday, we're feeling pretty good. 17 wins, 14 losses. You get to 19 and you beat LMU. Yeah, in a weird way, I just feel like that is – an elimination game for the NIT. Might be. Like whoever wins that game, okay, yeah, let's take that team from the West Coast Conference. The other team, sorry, have yeah. fun in the CBI or the CIT. And LMU would be happy with postseason. Um, I they, think. they should they be. They don't make the postseason. They, they've taken yeah. some nice steps forward. They won at Gonzaga. Santa for Clara is the dark and, horse in this tourney. And they beat St. Mary's. NIT. Yeah. LMU beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga. LMU and Santa Clara are scary. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should. Yet we want the Lions. Maybe we shouldn't court. feel so strongly about wanting LMU. We I don't know. wanted you. This is the path. You. This is this is the path. Cam Shelton and the gang. <laughs> Kelly Leah Pepe. Where we want to see your mullet on Saturday night. <laughs> Our question of the day and a reminder: What's trending is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. How did Saturday's win over San Francisco change your outlook for BYU in the approaching West Coast Conference tournament? Parker Peterson on Facebook answers, if they play like that during the tournament, the Cougs have a chance to make a run in the tournament and possibly make it to the championship game. They got a shot. Just like we- Parker Peterson. That's a fun name. Like you, huge Spider-Man fan automatically? Uh, like, is that what we're thinking okay. here? I was wondering if that's the tie you were going to make yeah. there. Uh, women, no, I was talking about Batman. Uh, women's basketball wraps up the regular season today. Rescheduled game with Portland, 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. Big game. BYU wins, 4 seed, loses 5 seed. Up next, he scored 21 points on senior night in front of just a fantastic crowd. Rudy Williams in studio to recap his senior night and preview the West Coast Conference Tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I already know what it is. I already know what it is. Yeah. Rudy for three. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Off the rim. Got it. Off the rim. Banks it in. Yeah. It must be it's the Cougs tonight. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B on a winning Monday following BYU men's basketball's dominant victory over San Francisco. The Cougars now secure the five seed going to Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. That man you just saw highlights from, he's in studio. Rudy Williams back on the show. Rudy, congratulations again on a fantastic senior night in front of an awesome crowd. What was that experience like for you after you've processed it over the weekend? Uh, now looking back at it, I've had a couple of days. It was really fun 
to go out in front of the Marriott Center like that. You know, obviously the season has been really up and down, but um, it was good to send them off on a right note and, you know, have some momentum going into Vegas. We were just talking during the break, but um, when were you told you would start and what did that mean to you? Because you, I think you've gotten used to coming off the bench at this yeah. point, right? Uh, I think coach told me probably like two or three days before the game. So like it was probably the Tuesday practice. And then I was like, oh, you know, he's being dramatic and all that. But, you know, it's just kind of how <laughs> the senior night goes. And, you know, it's, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, I, I would uh, beg to differ. I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> what did you love about the performance that you were able to have? And uh, what do you think uh, this means moving forward? Uh, I just loved, you know, that we're just kind of finding our groove and starting to play well when we need to. You know, you got to be your best probably in March. So that's good for us. And uh, it just means that we're going to go into Vegas hot. You know, like I feel like we all have our confidence. We're going to have good prep week this week and uh, we'll be ready for Friday night. Are you going to start again, you think? Uh, that's probably coach's call, you know, whether I start or not. It's, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm still going to play and be me. It was so good. I wonder why not, though. But to you, you don't really care, you said. No, I've kind of okay. just embraced the whole, like, six-man kind of role. And uh, I kind of like it because, you know, guys probably underestimate me or something mm. when I come off the bench. And then, you know, I'm ready to go firing. Rudy Williams is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach Pope told me after the game that you are, and these are his words, a generational teammate, and he will talk about you when he is talking to any team that he approaches about how to be a good t teammate for the next 10 years, he said. He said, I want to tell every BYU player about this for the next 10 years, that Rudy is truly a team-first guy. How, how do you do that? How, how do you take that right approach? Because you could start every game and be mad that you don't start every game, but you found your role and have come into some success in doing so. So... What advice do you have for players moving forward about how to be a generational teammate? Uh, my advice for, you know, like future players would probably be just lose yourself in the team, you know, the, just understand that the team is bigger than you are and, you know, just do whatever it takes for your team to have success. You know, when I got the, the bump to coming off the bench, I was probably a little bit sour about it for like a day, maybe. But then after that, I just started to embrace it. And, you know, I started to find the positive in it and um, I kind of embraced all that and then it started going well for me so if you didn't um be at least a little sour you probably weren't as human as you thought you know what i mean yeah like you're a competitor you came here to to be a very important piece of this team so then um pre-game you know you're gonna start you know you have family in town what were the emotions like of that and uh tell us a little bit about the family that came all the way from hamilton i love the sign uh yhm which is the airport in hamilton yeah. to provo pbu <laughs> who, who uh from your family came here Okay, so from left to right, that little baby, that's my niece. Uh, her name's Delina. She just recently turned one. I think she's like 14 months now. Nice kicks. So cute. Yeah, yeah, and then that's my sister-in-law, Lenny. And then this is my baby sister, Shalane. She's 14 now. Obviously, that's me. And then that's my mom, Beverly. And then my little, my youngest brother, Rodane. Very nice. That's your, awesome, man. Your mom is lovely. I had a chance to talk with her after the game. And yeah. She's like... Be just emanating with pride over you, Rudy. I thought that, that was so fun. And where so, is she from again? Uh, she's originally born in Jamaica. Jamaica, okay, yeah, yeah that's right. That's very cool. What was that like to have them watching you play your final game and for you to play well in front of them? Uh, you know, it felt really good, honestly, because my, this was my mom and my family's first trip to Provo. They made the trip to Bahamas uh, earlier in the season, but they never got to see the Marriott Center in person and they never got to see Provo. So it was a big deal for them. 
Um, myself personally, I just tried to focus more on the game yeah. because I realized how big Saturday was. So I didn't really want to be distracted by like, you know, my family being in town and senior night and all the dramatics of it. But uh, I feel like I did a good job managing and juggling all that stuff. So. How do you stay focused? Because it'd be super easy to be thinking about the fam in the stands and the pregame ceremony and getting the start and all that. How do you stay dialed in to have arguably your best game of the year? Uh, I, I turned my phone off like Saturday morning and I just really wasn't on my phone too much. Um, just put it on do not disturb. That always helps me. What did you do the rest of the day? I guess shoot around and meals and pregame stuff to stay locked in? Were you watching a movie or a book? Like what did you do in those spare hours? Uh, so early before shoot around, I went to the hotel uh, to go say hi to my family and my mom and stuff. And then when we came back from shoot around, I just sat down, showered, ate, and then I was watching, um, who was it? George Mason versus Dayton. Okay. I like to watch the college games before our games. Sure. You know, so I would just turn on ESPN and whatever games on, I'll watch it. How do you take what BYU accomplished on Saturday and maintain that level six days later on a Friday night game in Las Vegas? We're all looking for that answer because it was so good on Saturday. So what do you do to maintain that? Um, I would say just taking a day at a time. So we have practice today at two o'clock and we're gonna try to make that the best practice of the year, you know, and then we're gonna have practice tomorrow and then we'll keep going until we get to Vegas on Friday. But uh, I would just say taking it one day at a time and, you know, not really getting too ahead of ourselves. Speaking of practice, I had a couple the, of your teammates. This was great. On tell the post me, game. I love this. On Saturday night, <laughs> Spencer, we had the worst practice ever on Thursday. Like it was terrible. And then we had the best practice ever on Friday. And so I think there's something to that, right? It carried over from Friday to Saturday. How do you have good practices all week? Well, hold on. Do you need a crappy practice to have a <laughs> maybe, great game? Maybe, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> I might dribble the ball off my foot today. <laughs> see what Coach says, you know, get Coach Pope. Like on Wednesday, you're like, I'm going to, yeah, we'll just mail it in so that Thursday we're dialed in. No, that's, and that's the funny thing. This, this will be your first and last time, right? And for BYU in the West Coast Conference Tournament of, okay, here we go. And you're playing on Friday. And we were talking about the path seems to be somewhat ideal for BYU. You're playing two teams that you already beat. Granted, you got to beat them again. Mm -hmm. And then LMU, the last time you played them, you played great like San Francisco. And then you played St. Mary's tough twice. Like, obviously one game at a time from your, your guys' perspective. But it seems like you're on a good side of the bracket right now. What do you think kind of the draw for BYU here? Uh, well, when I did all the studying and seeing what would happen if we won or lost on Saturday, I kind of liked our, our chances being on the other side of the bracket. So that's why I said Saturday was super big for us. You know, obviously, like you said, San Diego and Portland, those are two tough teams. They're both talented offensively, and we're going to have to beat either one again, and which is going to be tough. But then after that, we look forward to the LMU game, and um, we made adjustments after, beating, uh, after losing to them the first time. So I like that matchup with us as well. But we're just going to have to take it one game at a time, but we'll be ready. And then the Zags in the title game. That's very exciting. <laughs> Let's go. How much does the, the, the idea of an opportunity – against LMU potentially and another opportunity against St. Mary's and maybe another opportunity against Gonzaga drive you? Just to get the idea that you could see them again. Uh, I would just say it drives me because, you know, we lost LMU and then we lost two close ones to St. Mary's as well and then the Zags got us both times. So those are both teams, all three of those teams that we'll have to face. Uh, we know that, you know, if we don't play well, they can beat us. So I feel like that'll be our motivation. And, you know, obviously we know it's win or go home from here on out. So. I don't think anyone's ready to stop playing games. Spencer uh, told us that he observed um, when you came off the court a long kind of conversation with Mark Pope where he was kind of pointing around and looking at stuff. What did he tell you in that moment? Um, 
you know, he was just telling me that he was proud of me, good game, but he was just telling me to uh, soak up and embrace the Marriott Center one last time. I didn't really realize that it was my last time checking out because, you know, I just get, I kind of black out during the games. But um, once he grabbed me and pulled me and told me that, I was like, I just looked in the crowd and I was like, wow, that was really the last time. And, you know, I'm glad we got with a, we went out with a win and I'm glad I got to play well one last time in front of the MC. And he, he kind of pointed at you like, hey, acknowledge the crowd here, which is a very cool moment for you and yeah. Gideon. It was, it was really cool, honestly, you know, getting like a standing ovation. I, I felt like LeBron or <laughs> So um, that was fun. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss the Marriott Center a lot. People appreciate greatness um, everywhere. But BYU basketball fans love when they see good basketball. And they saw good basketball on Saturday. What did it mean to go out like that? Because that's about as good, uh, uh, that's about as well as I think you guys can play. You guys were all over it everywhere. Um, I feel like it meant a lot because... Uh, I feel like we just owed that to the fans and, you know, Coop Nation because obviously this season, like I said, has been a roller coaster. And they were there when we were playing terrible. They were there when we were playing bad and they never left and they stay supporting us. So I feel like we owed that to them to give them one good last showing. Rudy Williams is on BYU Sports Nation. Again, Portland or San Diego. It's a unique preparation week because you do have to focus on two teams. You don't know who you're going to play. So how do you do that? and be ready for Friday when you go into Thursday not knowing exactly who you're going to play the next day? Um, I feel like we're just going to get a little bit of both teams, a focus of both teams in practice this week. Uh, luckily for us, we're going to leave on Thursday and we're going to go straight to uh, the arena and watch the, that, that game. So we'll know who we're playing by the end of the night and uh, we'll be ready. You know, our coaches, they, they're on that with the scout. I was just shooting in the gym. And uh, Coach Fieger, he's already doing San Diego scout just in case we play San Diego. And I'm sure Coach Cahill is doing the Portland scout just in case we play Portland. So the coaches will have us ready. Uh, you guys went to Vegas this year and you won a game. It was the quad one win on the schedule in Creighton. Is there any uh, summoning that Vegas energy uh, going into this one? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> there's just a buzz about Vegas and there's an, a certain excitement. Me personally, I love going there, you know. Um, there's nothing for me to do there because that's not who I am. But like just being in Vegas and being around all that hype, it gets me going, and I love playing there. That's why you fit in with BYU, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> most of the BYU fans are like, sorry, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> How would you explain March basketball from your perspective? Uh, I would say unpredictable, honestly. In my, uh, in my three years of college basketball, I've seen the craziest stuff happen, you know, watching games, March Madness, but I've also witnessed it myself. Like last season, I made a, a Hail Mary game-winning shot that, you know, May have people may have said it was a fluke or may probably shouldn't have went in or not, but like I know anything can happen in March, and uh, this is when you got to be your best. Rudy, congratulations again on a fantastic regular season for you and a way to close it out. Now it's on to March. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to take to Las Vegas. Sir, appreciate that. As you get ready for San Diego and Portland. Thanks for the time, man. Sir, thank you. Guys. We'll see you down there. Okay, uh, the season finale of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern time. As the Cougs get ready for the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas, taking on the winner of Portland and San Diego. Check it out on the BYU TV app, 8.30 Eastern. And uh, what's the deal with Fessy Satake calling Trevin Nell, I think, an old man? Oh, he said I was an old man? Yeah, th there's a picture. There's a picture. Boy bands on topic next on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented nice. by the BYU Thanks Sports Nation official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media if you're so inclined. Uh, yeah, there you go. We got to tonight. Yep, there we go. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.
He is Jeremiah I'm Spencer. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Told we have to do this. Uh, in the latest NIT Bracketology from John Templeton, BYU is not in the field, but is one of five teams, quote, lurking. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Will BYU get to the NIT, Spence? Uh, the Cougars are lurk they're lurking. Hey, hey NIT. I uh, see you. <laughs> you get to Monday, you're in. Yeah, you probably. Beat, you beat LMU, you're in. Probably. You win two or three against LMU. I feel like it's an, it's the pathway for BYU to get, I don't care what seed, but they're in the NIT. You get Just to get to Monday. You get to 20, I'm feeling way better. Super good. And if you have a top 10 net win <laughs> as your last win. Oh, man. Um, Hey, why not just get to Tuesday and just win the whole thing? That's the you thing. Know? That's the other just thing. Just like, get to Tuesday. If, if BYU got through Monday, then it's like <laughs> one game to the dirty. Like, you need one win to the Martin to Martin Madness. And then you would end a 22-year streak of not winning a conference tournament championship. There have been so many good teams at BYU, many better than this one, who did not uh, do that, including why including his Jimmerness, Lee Kamard, Tyler Hawes, Eric Me. These guys, they didn't win conference tournament. None of them won the conference tournament. Um, if this team somehow did that, that'd be something we'd never forget. Just get to Monday. Get <laughs> Just to Monday. Get, yes. Just get to the semis and we will humbly bow out Let's go. and uh, perhaps go to the NIT. But no, once if we got to Monday, we'd get greedy, it dude. Like, we'd be like, let's go. Hey, let's they played St. Mary's tough all Yes, times. they did. Could, yeah, could we, happen. We'd get uh, yeah, zealous as crap. <laughs> Speaking of seeding yeah. and potential in the tournament, BYU women's basketball takes on Portland, the second place team today. Big game tonight. Portland got boat raced a little bit by San Diego on Saturday. I think they were distracted by all the uh, travel, travel stuff, and the change and the switch. Now they got to come to Provo yeah. after a weird game yeah. on a Monday. Yep. Yeah. If BYU wins are the four seed, but is the difference between the four and the five seed really that much of a big deal? No, because you're going to match up with San Francisco either way. Like, you know, San Francisco, BYU, kind of the four or five. It's whether you have to play a game before you play San Francisco. So no. What, do you want BYU to kind of warm up with that one game? I, I don't, sure, it's on BYU TV. It's all on BYU TV, whatever. I want BYU to have the opportunity to not have to play San Francisco potentially. Mm. Meaning, if the eight or nine seed could beat San Francisco, then BYU gets the eight or nine seed. Right, I am assuming San Francisco on, on Saturday, will right? win that game. And San Francisco's lost some head scratching games. They've lost to the 8-9 seed combo. I'm trying to remember who specifically it was, but they just recently lost to, they lost to Pepperdine recently. Mm. Like, they, it's, it, it gets a little bit weird. Yeah. So there's a chance that maybe San Francisco loses on Friday. That's yeah. why I want BYU on Saturday in that four seed. Yes, it would be nice if the Cougars uh, could do that because 8-9 uh, is, I, I don't know who loses the tiebreak, but Santa Clara, St. Mary's uh, tied, Pepperdine is the nine. Still, okay, so Pepperdine's the nine seed. Yeah. Pepperdine just beat San Francisco. There you go. BYU Men's Volleyball, 1-5 at Concordia Saturday night on a stuffed block from Luke Benson and Gavin Julian. Is this a perfect ending to a match, or would you prefer an ace or a kill? Or like a service error? The block? <laughs> the block to win a match? And a comeback, by the way, for the Cougs. Uh, to me, that and then the way they block it, too, it was just like just so much just oh, power. The stuff right? block is... Yeah. Like, that to me is like the best. That's the best way to win. Because the team that you beat is already 
decimated emotionally that they lost the match, but to lose that way, it's just like, oh, salt a, in the wound. A block is almost better than an ace or a kill, and it's a, that it's like, you tried to do something, and I prevented that. We prevented that. As opposed to a killer ace where it's like, this is coming to you. Yeah. This is at you. Right? Give me the block. The block is like, you tried and yes. you were denied. Give, it, right? give me that all the time. Yeah. Nate Austin against Gonzaga. Give me that block. Although in win. basketball, I'd rather have someone yam on someone <laughs> than block someone, right? That's better. BYU basketball, speaking of, posted this fantastic photo over the weekend of Atiki Ali Atiki and Noah Waterman. Standing next to BYU gymnast Elise Rollins, <laughs> with the caption, 6'11 versus 4'11. Slight difference. How would you <laughs> caption this? Wrong answers only. You are either too tall or too short to ride this roller coaster. <laughs> now, at least it's barefoot. So that, that accentuates this already. Like if she had, you know, oh. shoes on, hey, it gives another inch or two or whatever. I just kept thinking, I'm not sure what the caption is, but when I saw the photo, I just thought, this is like, like Lord of the Rings. This is yeah. this is the Hobbit. Oh, Frodo. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I don't I don't want to say Frodo because I feel like it's almost like Frodo. No, I don't I, I don't know maybe. You're a Bilbo guy. Making yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I just don't want to make fun of Elise's height per se. But that's that's what I thought. It's like this is giants from Lord of the Rings yeah. and this is Frodo Baggins. Yeah. It's, it's all good. <laughs> Listen, every time I talk to men's volleyball players, they're all like five to ten inches taller than me. That's, I stand, they true. stand on the court, and I stand on like that first little row. It's all good. BYU Photo took this uh, picture on Saturday of How about Carson. This? Lord of the Beams, because she's the. Oh, beam let's go! Nice. Yeah. BYU Photo took this photo on Saturday of Carson Williams, uh, Trevin Nell, Tanner Toulson, and you, Spencer. Mm. Uh, to which KSL's Sean Walker tweeted, "Name that boy band." <laughs> Festus Satake, the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach at BYU, responded with. New kids and one old man on the block. What's your response to Fessy publicly here? Yeah, well, exactly, what, exactly what I tweeted. How dare you say that <laughs> Trevin Nell is an old man? Trevin Nell is only a junior. How dare you? What I know, I know he's like an upperclassman, but like that's that's below the belt, Fessy. Like that's a cheap shot, bro. <laughs> you're gonna get targeted across the middle of the field <laughs> when you're not looking. Uh, Spring ball, Fessy's just on the side. So oh. some of my favorites. Like responses. Uh, one tweeted in Y Sync. Okay. Y Sync. Nice. <laughs> uh, also, questionable direction. <laughs> uh, one for all, but W O N. One for all. Yeah. Uh, uh, really that's good. good. People are so clever. That's I love good. it. Wednesday, we have a gymnastics matinee at 1 Eastern. And Spencer informed us this is the final meet in the Smithfield House for gymnastics ever. They're going to be in the Marriott Center starting next year. They're taking on the Seawolves of Alaska, who are coming for blood. Beat the Seawolves. One Eastern on the BYU TV app Wednesday. Up next, my post-game conversation with BYU head basketball coach Mark Pope. He's he's had a tough season, and he waxed on about opportunity ahead for this team. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, Daniel. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. After BYU's dominant win on Saturday nights, I had a chance to speak with head coach Mark Pope about that senior night performance and looking ahead to Las Vegas. I started the conversation asking Coach Pope what the environment and support on Saturday from an almost 16,000-person crowd meant to him. It's incredible. Um, Cougar Nation is incredible. And, you know, we, we haven't, you know, had our most successful season so far. 
Um, and for this gym to be the way it was tonight again is just really incredible. And, and um, I'm just so grateful that Cougar, rec Cougar Nation recognizes how special these guys are. And um, because they're doing special stuff on the court and they're doing even more special stuff in our community. And that's the way it felt tonight. It felt like um, people showed out to support these guys. And that's, that's, that doesn't happen very many places in the country. So we're really grateful. This team seemed to play with an extra fire tonight. What went into that this week? Well, it's, it's not been an easy road. And, um, and you know, it's, uh, you know, there's so many team meetings and one-on-one -on -one meetings and speeches and so much work on the court. And, um, and, and, you know, when that starts to wear thin, you know, it just comes down to guys' character and their insides. And, and I was really proud of the guys tonight. Um, you know, there was a lot of fight. I thought uh, Gideon got us off to a great emotional start, and I thought Rudy was unbelievable uh, the whole game long. And, and uh, you know, those two's leadership is, is, is vital. When those two lead this team, we're really good. And so I was really proud of them tonight. You've been chasing the complete game all season, and I'm not sure if, if this was it, but how close are you to the complete game? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's elusive for your <laughs> lifetime. But, um, but I, you know, this is a really, really explosive team. And um, I thought um, that our, our defensive attention was, was pr pretty spectacular. Uh, we end up forcing a lot of late shot clock shots uh, that were super uncomfortable. Um, I thought our guys on the perimeter did a great job. Um, we had the benefit of San Francisco having a play on Thursday, and we didn't, so uh, we were a little more rested. Um, but, but, you know, those are, those are things that you have to take advantage of, and our guys did tonight. There are so many stats that are eye-popping tonight for your team. You out-rebound your opponent by 20. You out-assist them 22 to 9. You win the game by 26. You only have 10 turnovers. Which stat do you like the most? Well, it's super important for us with, with this team that, that we can, you know, if we could keep, you know, our goal is to stay under 13 turnovers and the fact that we could be at 10 tonight, especially with a game that at times got really scattered and, and, and we were able to just kind of hang in there and protect the ball, even though there were a couple shaky moments. Um, that, that's really important to us. Um, you know, the telling figures for us is when we dominate the offensive glass and we protect the ball and, and, and when we really guard the three-point line, when we do those three things, we're, we're pretty effective. And, and I think the guys were pretty functional in all those areas tonight. You lock in the five seed, not sure who you're going to play on Friday night. If you win that game, you get LMU on Saturday. How do you feel about your prospects and the way things are lining up in Vegas? Um, yeah, you know, this whole season has just been worried about us. Like, we have so much... Uh, to do with us so we're just excited to get to Vegas and, and and listen everybody every single team going to Vegas has to go win a game everybody has to go win their first game and so everybody's facing the the same challenge and and we're not you know we're, we're not going to take any baggage with us there um, this is fresh uh, our guys should feel good I think they feel pretty together and um, we're going to go take a massive swing at this and and that's what's fun about um, postseason plays you get a chance and so um, this is a nice springboard for us to spend the next couple of days you know feeling good and feeling confident and feeling really hungry. You already referenced the two seniors in Gideon George and Rudy Williams but I do want to ask you a little bit more about them specifically. Let's start with Rudy. What has he meant to your team this year coming in for his final season? Yeah you know it's, it's, it's really amazing. It's, Rudy has uh, been a generational teammate. Like when, when I say that what I mean is like I'll, I've said this over the past month I'll be talking about 
Rudy Williams for the next 10 years here as an example of what it means to be a teammate that is putting the team in front of himself. And uh, he's a terrific player. He's so talented. He's had to grow into a completely new position um, as a super senior. He's had to start all over. He's done an unbelievable job. Like the progress he's made is incredible, but it, he's always made it about his guys. And, and uh, he's been the most incredible mentor to Dallin Hall. And, and uh, he's brought so much joy, not just to our locker room, but to The Rock and to this campus and this community. He's, he's really special. Um, we've been really blessed to have him. I saw you put your arm around him and have a conversation with him before you walked into the locker room. Maybe that's between you two, but if not, what, what are some of the things you said to him? Well, you know, he just gets one year. It's so short, and um, and he's, you know, he's had a he's had an incredible life. Now it has not been an easy life. He's been faced with unbelievable challenge after unbelievable challenge, and he's worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get here. And I just want him to take a second and just breathe because, you know, it's it's there's very few people that get to stand on this court after a night like tonight, a senior night like tonight, and and um, after a performance like he gave tonight against you know an incredibly talented backcourt in san francisco um and you just want to just take a moment and just just recognize you know and and uh i'm happy for him and finally gideon george i thought summed it up beautifully when he addressed the crowd and said i'm so grateful to god to be alive and to play basketball what has he meant to your program well you know it's um it's really interesting because um He's been such a, you know, Gideon has not had an easy road. You think about it, he left his home. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a chance to see his, his, his extended family, his immediate family besides his brother in years now. Um, came here all by himself um, and, and, and all on his own. And you think about what he's built. Um, you know, he's he sent... 15,000 shoes over the last two years to his community in a minute that's really saving kids' lives. I mean, I know that sounds, but it's the number one source of transmission of disease is through people's feet. And he's actually a business owner now in Nigeria, running his own cab company, and he's galvanized the community. What was pretty amazing is people have embraced his mission so much that all year long, we have people sending in shoes and it's driving me crazy because they're coming out the lockers, they're coming out the storage room, and I'm like, we gotta get to the to the next shoe drive so we can get so we can get rid of these. Uh, but uh, he just you know, he's just brought something really unique and really incredible to this BYU community and, and um, you know I, I I know the people in this gym really appreciate that. I know there's some people that can't really see that, but but what he's done here is he's been changed by BYU, and he's changed BYU for the better, too, and that's pretty incredible. Well, congratulations to you and your team on a great senior night win, and here's to some shoe cleanup moving forward and more shoe drives. Well, no, he's, he said he's running again next year. so <laughs> Thanks, Coach. It's a good problem. Thanks. I hope Gideon George and Rudy Williams have at least three more games at BYU, if not four more. Three in the West Coast Conference Tournament at least. And a couple in at least in the NCAA tournament. Oh my goodness. In the in the NIT. That would require at least five more games. And I'd be okay with that. Too. We'd all be okay with that. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, join us live from Las Vegas starting Thursday uh, through Tuesday, I believe. Oh, Thursday through Monday. I'm gonna go. There you go. Uh, we will have full coverage of all four games Thursday and Friday. We have the two women's games Saturday and Monday. Pure Sports Nation live from Vegas as well. 
Jay, Blaine, Chris, and Spence, Tyler, and myself. It's going to be a, a fun tournament. We've got some juice going into it. Join us on BYU TV Thursday through Monday at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Let's get nostalgic with our rising shout out, shall we? That's up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This program, BYU Sports Nation, is on demand. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or download the podcast, maybe both if you want. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Now, typically, we'd be discussing how badly I lost in fantasy basketball over the week, but mm -hmm. it's not technically over because... It's not over. we got a game today. The women's basketball team has to play Portland, and, and I picked Alex Fowler from Portland as my fifth player on my she team. She a baller. She a baller. She's really good, but she's not going to help me make up a 60-point deficit. We could see a WCC <laughs> record tonight <laughs> of zero points uh, for about... No, we'll see. Oh, you're up 59 points going into today's game. <sighs> Yeah. Battle will give me 30, but yeah. you're going to win probably by 30 or 40. So congratulations. We, I haven't yet yielded on the, let's do a line on this. Uh, I said the I line needs to, to be at like 30. <laughs> you said 24. <laughs> I don't think I'm willing to commit to 24. We'll think about it. Our lead voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. How did Saturday's win? Change your outlook on BYU and the West Coast Conference Tournament. Bradley Perkins on Facebook says, made all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Puts that dreaded Pepperdine on the other side of the bracket. <laughs> Pepperdine. So soonest, BYU would have to play Pepperdine is in the championship. That's a great point. Pepperdine's right? going to be <laughs> out night one, probably. Just, uh, yeah, thankfully funny. BYU doesn't have to play him. Good response. Today's Rudy. Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Rudy, Williams, Gideon, George, fantastic senior night. Way to, way to go out on top. Like a great performance from both, and BYU won a big game. That was fantastic. Yeah, it just it felt cool good. It was a feel-good moment. Feel good minutes. We're here for that in sports. Our thanks to today's guest, Rudy Williams. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer. Shout out to Travis Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new edition of BYU Sports Nation as we prepare for maybe San Diego or Portland. Portland tonight, baby. That's right, women's basketball. Join us. Go Cougs.